All right, so you're hanging out. Uh, mm-hmm. This is about Hi. this is about a a year down the line, and you're just uh, hanging out. It's a uh, Sunday afternoon. You wake up eleven fifty nine a.m. You stretch. Mm-hmm. You had a, a, a kind of a weird dream night before. Uh, what happened in it? You it was uh, you slept for twelve hours. Okay. You got home. You had done some sets. They didn't what? go well. Okay. Uh, then you you got home and you just remembered you know the crowd uh, booing. They boo. What did they boo me for? You told a joke that they. What was the joke? You told this joke we, where you go. Um, you go, uh, Hillary Clinton, huh, boy. And then you just said, like, 35 horrible words for uh, for women. And you thought you were What being, are some of the words? Uh, they're, they're just too too foul to even say again. Like, they were bad, dude. And, like, okay. you, you thought that you were going to come across as ironic. Like, oh, I'm this, you know, fake right-wing... Guy, like, like you thought, because you've done that at, at open mics and like other comics would just laugh because they get what you're doing. They don't. Right. But uh, the crowd did not. So. What's the show again? It's the Paramount Theater. You're opening for Bill Burr. And you do that. <laughs> and <for> the Bill Burr. <laughs> the Bill Burr crowd didn't like that. They were so mad at you. Like, because even for them, it was it was just inappropriate. It really was like, it's not cool. And like, you got off stage. Danny Goodwin uh, is hosting the show. He also eats shit. But uh, as, as that as, makes as, you feel better. So you do like like a, like a 20 minute set and it's just like it's just bad, dude. And like you get off stage and like as you walk backstage, you're kind of like, oh, man, that did not go well. And Bill Burr walks past you and he just goes, what the fuck was that shit? And he like hits you in the balls. <laughs> not super hard, hard enough that you're like, oh, you know, uh, he goes out and like he has a pretty good set. Um, it sounded like a rough crowd that night. I guess. I mean, he he did really well, but you, you know. He said pretty good, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, you got booed off stage, and uh, and Danny hates shit, too. But, you know, Danny was trying some new stuff, so whatever. He could have done it at an open mic, but for some reason he started to uh, try it at a Bill Burr show. <laughs> Strange, but, you know, whatever. Uh, he, and so he gets a ride home from me. Yeah, you drive him home. <laughs> yeah. Bill Burr also punched him in the balls, too. <laughs> okay. Just because he just, he, like, nothing he said was offensive, but he just punched him in the balls and just goes like, that fucking sucked. And Dan's okay. like, I know, as he's on the ground, okay. cradling his uh, destroyed balls. He, he can't have kids. <laughs> okay. But, you know, whatever. Later on in life, he views that as a uh, blessing. That Danny can't have kids? Danny views it as a blessing, yeah. Wait, Sorry. So Danny, like now, from now on, Danny Goodwin, when he goes out to talk to women in bars and stuff, like, you know, they'll be hanging out. They'll be vibing, like, really well. And um, he'll be like, you know, oh, well, you know, my place is nearby. I also need a ride. Whatever. <laughs> but they're into it. They're they're like, this guy rules. And, like, they go to his, like, to his apartment. And as he walks in, he goes, by the way, Bill Burr made me sterile. And they're like, hell yeah. So you know what happens. So it actually works out pretty well for him. Like, 
Uh, okay. He keeps doing comedy, still works at it. Like he's doing pretty well now, but that was just a, that was just a a bad night for him. Right now, let's go. All this is done, so we got to go back to what's the original thing. Oh, so anyway, so <clears throat> you go back to your house, and you're like, "Holy shit, that wasn't very good." And after uh, what again? I need a reminder. The you just you you uh, for some reason just right okay diatribe misogynistic yes. jokes about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. People were like, she's not even running. Like, what? People were like, just like, why? This is like, if you did this three years ago, maybe. Yeah. But even then, it would be over the line because of just some of the language you said. You're using curse words that people didn't even, like, know existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a, a, a prop thing you do. You do a ventriloquist act with a Hillary Clinton dummy. But again, it's just too foul to, to even get into. So. You go home and you're like, holy shit, what a night. You go to sleep. You wake up. Uh, you go to sleep at 11.59 exactly. Uh, for 12 hours straight, you knock over a bottle. And that's the last thing you remember before you fall asleep. Knocking over For 12 a, hours straight? You, well, so you knock over a bottle of water and you think to yourself, like, even for me, like, I really had to go out of my way to knock that bottle of water over. <laughs> yeah. You fall asleep. For 12 hours straight, you, you dream of a howling void. You wake up uh, 12 hours on the dot because there's a knock on the door. Okay. What do you do? For, for 12 hours straight? You've, you, you wake up. You feel pretty refreshed, even though you had that, that strange dream. You feel right. pretty good, man. You had a 12-hour sleep. You and stretch. I wake up at 11.59 yeah, a.m. A.m. You stretch and you curl your toes. Uh-huh. Just it your bed has never felt better. You feel like you're sleeping on a pool of melted butter. That's how nice it feels. And it's yeah. almost like you smell the butter. Oh yeah. Yeah. That sounds really nice. And then you realize you actually do smell butter. And you're like, what the hell? In in my actual dream. Yeah. No, er, in, in real in, life. In real life. What do you do? And there's a knock at the door. Yeah. So I smell butter. The first I thing, wake up yeah. to the smell of butter, and then a knock at my door Yeah. at 11.59. And on Sunday. You look out the window. I go see, to the butter first. You look out the window, you, you see uh, a bird chirping, a bluebird. The first bluebird of the year. Okay. Two seconds later, like a uh, bald eagle comes down and just fucking grabs it and crushes its skull, flies away. You're like, oh shit. Uh, so the first thing, you, well, what do you say? You, you go to check out the butter. Yeah, I, I go to the kitchen to see, like, maybe if the butter smells coming from there. You walk there. There's like this guy you've never seen him before. He's cooking a omelet, and. Uh, as you walk in, he uh, puts an omelet on a plate for himself, an omelet on a plate for you. He hands you the plate. He goes, uh, yeah, enjoy it. He walks over, and uh, you never noticed before, but in y the living room of, of where you live, it has one of those 70s like um, beds that come out of the wall. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Like a Murphy bed? Yeah, and he gets on it, and he goes, all right, well, won't, you won't be seeing me. The bed goes up into the wall. Okay. 
fucking disappears. Do we throw him up? <laughs> yeah. Take a bite into the omelet. <laughs> it's the best breakfast. What's in the omelet? You've ever had in your life. Inside this omelet. Of course, outside of the butter. But beyond the butter, there's some melted cheese. What what kind of cheese? Jalapeno Jack. Yes. Crispy bacon. Just the perfect level of crisp that you enjoy the best. Okay, yeah. Spicy sausage. Oh. And you can you know this is odd, but you swear you can taste sour cream uh-huh. inside this thing. And um, you think But I love it. Brother. This sour cream, when when you taste it... Yeah, what makes me like it so much? What makes you like it is that it's like you're f- floating on an ocean of taste. Yeah. And this sour cream really does it for you. It, 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 it cools your mouth down after eating that spicy sausage, that crispy bacon. Yeah. It cools your mouth down to a level that not only is it manageable... You're like turned on sexually. Yeah. Am am I just alone at this restaurant? You're in your apartment. Okay. Oh yeah. The mystery man made it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so there's a knock at the door. And I'm and I'm eating this omelet. You're in this ecstasy after yeah. that, that first bite of omelet and you go, Oh right. Yeah. So you walk you put the omelet down and, and and you put it down almost as if it's your lover. You kind of wink at it like, you know, see you soon. Uh, yeah. You walk over to the uh, the front door. You look through the uh, the peephole. And standing there, it's like this dude in a suit. He's holding a box. Like a, he's like delivering it. Yeah. He looks at his watch. He's like uh-huh. clearly impatient. He knocks again. Wow, I'm looking through the peephole? Yeah. He can't see you, obviously. But what do you do? You got that. I I, wo- uh, I I I uh, I I worry and I go back to my ecstasy of an omelet. You walk over to the omelet. There's another knock on the door. He goes, Nick. Uh, just it'll take two seconds. You can finish your omelet after we're done. How do you know my name? He goes, I'm delivering a package for you. Just just sign it and take it. He goes, Look, I got a lot of stuff to do. He goes, Look, it's Sunday. I'm delivering packages. Why are like, you delivering packages on a Sunday? Because because I work hard and my my job is my life. But you know I do have stuff I have to do later on. I'm trying to reestablish a relationship with my daughter. So you know, just can you can you help me out? Just leave the package on the door. It's fine. You hear it drop to the ground. Yeah. You look at the peephole. The guy takes out a pogo stick and just. Bounces away. Okay. What do you do? I keep going until he's (laughs) until he's outside of the people. So you keep listening. Boing. Yeah. Boing. Fades away. All right. You never see this guy again. I take a deep breath. I run quickly back to the omelet. Take 
big uh, a big bite of that. It's still the best <laughs> omelet you've ever had it, in yeah. your fucking life. Like it, like it, it, yeah. it. You eat it, and you you think to yourself, "This is why we have kings." <laughs> so I calm down from that ecstasy. Yeah, it takes a second. Like the, that chill yeah. goes down your spine. Goes right up your ass. <laughs> you never knew you were into that. But you were like, for a second, you're like, oh. But it goes back to normal. Like, you don't. What do you do? After all that. Yeah. I, I've calmed down from the high. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten about the worry. I go to the door. I open the door and you I op- grab the package. You open the door. You grab the package. It's just directed. To, it's uh, or rather, uh, it just says like, you know, Nick Savarino, your address. There's no return address. There's just a blue L. Uh, as you uh, bring it inside, uh, your TV's on, and you see there's like a thing on the news, and it's like you hear uh, a, a newscaster be like. Um, the time squad continues to disrupt the city. You're like, what the hell? And you look at it, and uh, apparently there's like this gang of guys going around called the time squad, and they've been like fucking up the city. They're, they're stealing from banks. They are uh, just beating people up. They're illegally downloading... Uh, like music and like movies and stuff. Yeah. And like that part of it for some reason makes you the most mad. You're like, people worked hard on those. They do. The Time Squad. Yeah. And like, that's whatever. You open up the um, the package and it says that uh, your uncle has died. You've never met this guy. His name is uh, Bernard... Biggs. That's his last name? Yeah. And it's not really made clear exactly what side your family Bernard Biggs is on. But he goes on to say in his will that, uh, you know, like, I never really got along with your family. You probably didn't even know I existed. But uh, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to make things right. So I leave uh, to you my, my greatest treasure. Yeah. It's like a. It's one of those like uh, old hats, like a beanie hat with like a propeller on it. Yeah. And he goes, "This is yours now, son." And then parentheses, "I'm not your dad." Well, I know that he's my uncle Biggs. Yeah, but he called you son. Like you could tell, he felt weird about it. So what do you do? You got your propeller hat. You've got your omelet. You've got a nice Sunday off, dude. It's like 12.05 at this point. You got the whole fucking day. Yeah. Football started. Football starting in uh, exactly an hour at 1.05. Oh, I just realized we're going by Eastern time, not Central. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens are playing the Chicago Cubs. (laughs) <laughs> or the Chicago Bears, <laughs> they challenge the Cubs. Like they, All like right. they. I want. I want. The, I the want. Ravens now. Oh, yeah. There's this weird thing. There's like a rivalry happening between the city of Baltimore and the city of Chicago. Okay. So, how and, did this start? Um, 
the Ravens were playing um, <laughs> the Bears one time, <laughs> and um, it got pretty intense. The score at the end of the game, uh, they ended up tying. It w- they each scored two hundred nine points. So it was a pretty intense game, and like they were just pissed that like there wasn't like a clear winner. So ever since then, there's been such a rivalry between these two cities, where like, like if you live in Baltimore and you and you get a letter and the return address is from like Illinois, like you just like throw it out. You just know there's like something bad in there. Like people, are, like people are dying. <laughs> okay. All the right. city of Chicago, the water supply is poisoned. Everyone who drinks it, they um they they lose the capacity for language and they start calling like a raven. So they're like pretty pissed. So at this point, they don't even give a shit who they're going up against. Like like the Chicago Bulls, uh, they challenged the Baltimore Bullets, and like that, like they haven't existed in like decades. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they just, you know, they have no one to fight. Like the fucking uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they challenged the. The Chicago Cubs, even though they're different, like sports, because they're out for blood. They just want to hurt each other. Okay, you know what I mean. So all this, uh, you know, weird stuff is going on, and you look down at the propeller hat, and it's almost like you feel calling. So I take it off my head. Do you put it on? I had it on. Yeah, you put it on. And, like, nothing's happening. You're just kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, this is weird that I'm, you know, a man in my mid-20s and I'm wearing a propeller hat, but whatever. You walk outside. You're like, ah, I should just, you know, I wonder what the weather's like. You walk outside. A gust of wind blows by. Suddenly, you're, like, 30 feet in the air. Your propeller is fucking going. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, what is this? The wind starts to kind of fade away. And as you fall, you go like, you grab the side of like your propeller hat to be like, oh no, like I'm going to fall and die. I wish I could get away. And suddenly that propeller starts going faster than anything you've ever seen in your life. Now you're like 135 feet in the air. And you realize like, holy shit, I can like control this propeller hat. What do you do? What's the first thing you do? You're soaring through the air. I fly. You see a rainbow. But for some reason, it's all the darkest colors. You know what? I I, I fly... Yeah. To New York. You get there in like 30 minutes. Yeah. What's the first thing you do? You land in New York. I go for it. I go. I, I, I try to do a set. So you land and you notice nearby there's this bar. They have like a comedy night. Yeah. It's like um, New. It says. NYC Comedy. <laughs> you walk in. You're still wearing that fucking propeller hat. The host is this um, comic. Uh, his <laughs> his name is uh, Benjamin Sickle. 
Okay. He's like the host. He's just like chilling. You walk in, he sees your propeller hat. He's like, holy shit. He goes, nice hat. What's your, what's your deal? I got this hat in a package and I got to fly it all the way to New York. He's like, what? And like the bouncer hears you say that and they're like, get the hell out of here. They think you're like drunk. They kick you out. I'm not drunk. You say that and they go, yeah, okay. They push you out and you notice something kind of weird. As they push you out and you like trip and fall, you trip and fall and uh, your pants fall down. You're wearing white boxers with red hearts on them. But for some reason, there's like a butt flap in your boxers, like all those old pajamas, you know? Yeah. Falls open. And you kind of expect that like everyone's going to laugh and point and whatever, but no one does. And you stand up and you notice that like it's almost like time has been stopped. No one's moving. That bouncer that shoved you out. Yeah. It's like he's frozen in place with his hands pushed out like he's shoving you. There's a car with an exhaust coming out of its exhaust uh, pipe. It's not moving. You look over, there is a um, the f- a fire hydrant had been like knocked open, and there was like water spurting out, but it stops in midair. Yeah. Everything stopped. You kind of look around, you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And uh, you kind of look down the road, and uh, standing in the road are several men. There's this guy. He's wearing um, a members-only jacket. Okay. Yeah. He's got, like, dark sunglasses. He's holding a sharp blade. And he's got, like, a... On the back of his jacket, it says members-only. Above it, (coughs) it says this guy's name. Synchron... Synchronicus is his name. Yeah. And you go, what the hell? And you look, and to the left of them are like these two dudes. Mm-hmm. They're clearly twins, even though, even though, you don't know how you know that, but you could just tell from looking at them, even though that they don't really look anything alike. Yeah. Like their bodies are very different. There's this guy, one of them is like really skinny, one of them is like kind of fat. The, um, the skinny guy, he has like an old time mustache. It's uh-huh. huge. And he's uh, on a, uh, a a penny farthing. The guy next to him, uh, clearly it's his brother. He's like this fat guy. He looks like the 1980s version of the future. So he has like yeah, yeah. he has like a jet pack. He has like a cell phone attached to his like uh, head, but the cell phone is like fucking huge. It's like five feet tall. Right. On the back of their jackets have their names. The uh, penny farthing guy. His jacket says. Um, analog the 1980s guy his jacket says digital <laughs> there's a guy he he looks like a, a ni- he, he kind of like he's wearing like all sweat uh he's wearing sweatpants and like a sweatshirt and he's like dancing the back of his shirt says tempo <laughs> yeah. and standing behind them there's this guy He's wearing a leather jacket. He's got, like, spikes on his shoulder. 
Yeah. His eyes have no pupils. They're just black holes of hate. Back of his jacket. It says the timekeeper. And you realize it's that same group of bad guys you heard about earlier. They all have time-related superpowers. Yeah. And you wear in that beanie. And they kind of notice you, and they notice that like you're unaffected by their time-keeping spells. And you know it's because of that fucking beanie on the top of your head. The propeller sta- starts moving right as they notice you. One of them is like, hold- they're all holding like bags of cash that they clearly just stole from a bank. What do you do? I run. Er. Like towards them or away from them? Away. <laughs> you don't try to defeat them? You don't have to. No. So you start to run away, and they they see you, and one of them goes, hey, stop there. And you kind of turn around, and you see Synchronicus start kind of like <laughs> moving. And you look over, and you see like there's like a crowd of people coming towards you, moving the exact same way that he is. Yeah. Like they're coming towards you. And you're like, the hell is this about? And um, they come at you, and he starts furiously punching the air. Yeah. And they all <laughs> beat you to death <laughs> by punching the shit out of you. Analog and di- analog and digital come over to witness the whole thing. Digital is like floating <laughs> above the air in his like jetpack. Analog is on that penny farthing. It takes them forever to get over there. <laughs> but they beat the hell out of you. They're punching the shit like Synchronicus is going crazy. Like he's punching so hard he's just like fucking sweating. And uh, as you are getting the shit kicked out. You look over and that tempo guy is standing <laughs> near and he increases how fast everyone's going. That's his superpower. <laughs> so they're going like at the speed of light. <laughs> they're beating the fuck out of you, dude. <laughs> you look over, you see the, that bar that had that comedy show. It's like almost within like, like you reach your hand out to touch it. You're so close to your dream. Yeah. And they punch you in the arm so hard that your arm falls off. You hear the laugh of the timekeeper. And they punch you so hard that your beanie falls off your head and your head becomes detached from your body. (laughs) (laughs) It lands in a nearby canal. Uh. It's swarmed by bees. (laughs) They don't leave a speck of your flesh left. So just (laughs) your skull... It just floats down the canal. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And you die. I took, I had to go through all that before I finally die. (laughs) It takes so long. When your head's detached, like, you don't die right away. You just sit there as the the swarm of bees kills you. And and it's weird because one of the bees, there is a a part of your, um, your eye is like stung, right? So it starts to kind of like drain liquid. So one of the uh, the bees kind of goes to the soupiest part <laughs> of your eye, and you could tell it loves it. Uh, it drinks of that eye soup, 
and it flies away. And the last thought you have before the last of your flesh is ripped away is you think to yourself, like, that bee's going to be okay. And the last uh, of your flesh is ripped away. So I give the bees life. Yeah. Uh, Synchronicus sees that uh, bee fly away and he goes, Soupy Joe. <laughs> there he goes. You were given great powers. You did nothing with them and you were beaten to death by, by the time squad. But, <laughs> but I, I thought I gave bees life. Yeah, I mean, you did, but they're bees. <laughs> yeah, but they give us it. life. I mean, not you. You're fucking dead. They killed you. <laughs> You're defeated by supervillains. I guess. Yeah, that's irony. <laughs> oh, man.